Welcome everyone to the very latest bolt from the blue podcast and oh my gosh we have dispatched safely Fulham, West Ham and now Leeds wasn't the big victory that uh, a lot of people were hoping for but guys before we get started we've, we've got Ray and Bernard with us guys before we get started um, Ray that was an extraordinary video of uh, Sam Allardyce claiming parity with uh, Pep and uh, Klopp. Um, did you see that at all? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I'm a big fan of Sam Allardyce, you know. I watch all this <laughs> stuff. Um, uh, but the thing is, no, 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 Pep, Pep's come out and said he agrees. He yeah. said, you know, uh, he knows as much as, as we do. Um, so you've got to uh, accept what Pep says. I think I think he's got, I think he's probably got parity on pay, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, he's, he's getting more than he's getting more than in five hundred grand for four games. You know, two was it two million pound bonus if they stay up? Well, I hope they go down. I hope they go down and they sink with Sam Allardyce. I hate uh, clubs to changing managers like this. Um, you know, and, and going back to dinosaurs like Allardyce, but nothing nothing against Sam. But um, you know, you want to be moving on. You want to be moving on with your football. Um, so yeah, I just uh, he, he's 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 looked out same as uh, Roy Hodgson, seventy-five year old Roy Hodgson, sixty-eight year old Sam Allardyce. There's there's a chance yet for eighty year old Colin Savage. Um, <laughs> well, he Bernard, won't um, to it anyway, so I'm safe. He doesn't listen to it anymore. I'm safe. No, 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 uh, uh, Bernard. Um, I, I've got to admit, I have to, I have to confess this. I've got like a sneaking admiration for people like Neil Warnock and um, Sam Allardyce. I mean, they are firefighters, and if you look at their records, they generally get the job done. Sam's being paid 500000 uh a game. Uh, Bernard, do you think he can do it? No, no, no. It's 500000 for four games. Two million for four games. Okay, okay, okay. So, Bernard, do you think he can do it? Well, he beat us second half, didn't he? That's what he'll be. That's what he'll be claiming. They, they won the second half, so that that's something to hang his hat on. Uh, let's face it, we let them off the hook today. Uh, we should we should have buried them. It's as simple as that. They were awful. Leeds were absolutely awful. There's yeah. nothing in that game that he should be absolutely. He will he will boost it. He will he will pull himself up. But there's nothing in that game of Leeds. You know, I mean, I've looked at the table now. They're actually uh, thirty points. Obviously above Forest, who've got a game in hand. So, you know, uh, based on what I saw today, there's not a cat in hell's chance uh, Leeds are, are going to gain many points between, you know, in the next three next three games they've got. I'm not sure. Do you know who they've got mm-hmm. right in the next three? Yeah, but no, the thing is, yeah, the, the the last three games, the thing is, all he's looking for is bits and pieces. They've got mm-hmm. Newcastle at home on Saturday, which I yeah, expect but, them to lose. So that's, that's zero, isn't it? Yeah. I'm away the week after. And then Probably zero again. Week after, no, he's looking to get points against West Ham and Tottenham. In all reality, but the way they played, they they stayed in the game, and that's all. Even when they were two 0 down at half time, they stayed in the game, and that's all he wanted them to do is stay in the game and get lucky. They got lucky. They got a goal. They didn't get lucky twice. You know, he was bemoaning the fact that they didn't get another chance after they scored. Well, mate, you you didn't put any effort in. You scored your goal after 84 minutes, and that's because City was sleeping. They were still, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. They're still thinking about that penalty miss. It was in their minds. Um, and and so you, you got lucky after 84 minutes. You didn't create a chance. It just looked out that you got a chance. And you didn't deserve anything from the game. In fact, it, let's be honest. I mean, Bird is going to be extremely critical of our Nordic meat shield. He was like, it was like a gum shield today because there was there was no penetration uh, he missed three golden. I'm going to include the penalty. Four golden opportunities to score. Um, he should have had a trick today, uh, our young uh, Norwegian friend. And if you're listening, Erling, we really do mean that. <laughs> you should have had a trick. Um, so yeah, Sam Allardyce can talk through his backside as long as he likes. He's he's not going to meet the dark alley, so I'd, I'm not worried. Yeah, Bernard, just help our younger listeners out. Was was Sam actually in charge for? Was it one game, one England game, or two before he get caught out? <laughs> one. A bung, yeah, I mean, I think it was one, was it? Was it one? One game, he had 100% record, didn't he? 
Yeah, he's done very bit, bit. I think he almost matched Joe Mercer's uh, record. He did. He, he was unbeaten for England, wasn't he? He wasn't there too long either, but uh, for different reasons, of course. Uh, yeah, um, I, I did. I, like Ray said, I mean, you've got to admire people like Sam Allardyce who who make a very very good living at what they do, and he has been a good. He's been a good manager at what he does. He, he does. He, I think that's what they're saying. I think that's what Sam Allardyce is saying. That's what Pep's getting at. He, of course, he's he's got he's got certain skills. Uh, and of course, he's got certain skills that the papers have found out found out over the years as well. But you know, he can do it. But it. it, it he was there. He was there for the last game, wasn't he? Wasn't he there against Arsenal? Ray, was he at that one um, no. when we played? He was certainly there for our last. I think uh, either the Arsenal game or it could have been another game. But obviously, so he may have well, known yeah, some West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, West, was he West Ham? Yeah. So he was there for that one. So he probably knew something anyway. But hey, all, all credit to him, mate. I mean, half a million quid for four games. Hey, I'm not going to disparage him. If you can get it, why not? He fully deserves. Uh, Deserves everything that's coming to him financially and as far as Leeds United are concerned. But you've got to give him his, like you say, give him his, give him his due. He, he's a good man manager. He focuses a lot on the mental side of things. Is is to get players feeling good about themselves and positive. Um, so he's good at that. He is good tactically at certain aspects because you know, if you remember the game against was it Mourinho? Where Mourinho was absolutely livid because Sam, Sam's copybook wasting time, niggly fouls and all that. But you also got to look at the. He did bring some flair players to Bolton. I mean, that's who he was uh, a manager of. That's where he's most famous. At Bolton, he was there for eight seasons, I think. He got players like Jorkiev, JJ Kocha, you know, uh, so good they named him twice. He brought flair players. He, you know, he had a little bit of flair and a lot of steel, a lot of. You know, uh, guts and blood and thunder kind of football, but and people talk about the long ball, but you know, Akotcha wasn't a long ball merchant. Neither was Jorkev. As I said, he had some. Uh, didn't he have a Nelson as well at one point? He had, uh, he had some, but he had some pretty good players that played for him, and he he brought them to the to the Premier League. So you know, obviously we've got to give him some credit. And he's he at Bolton. He was not rubbish at Bolton. He did all right. Bolton. Bolton uh, had some. Uh, Good finishes, didn't he? I mean, he played. He, uh, if you want to go back a bit, he played for Bolton. Uh, yeah, for, it wasn't a bad player, but you know, old fashioned centre half, wasn't he? Old yeah, centre yeah, back. Yeah, but he, he, what he was good at was um, keeping them alive, keeping them in the Premier League, and then building upon that. You know, so you, as I said, you've got to give him his credit. He, he got Bolton into Europe. He had players like Gary mm-hmm. Speed. He had uh, Fernando Hierro. All right, they were a bit old at the time, but they were st- still good. You might remember Tunisian international uh, Radi Jaidi. You know, he had some great. He had El Hadji Juf. I think they were selling the game for Liverpool. So all these players, Ten Ben Tal Ben Haim. You forget about some of the quality he had in his side, and Bolton were playing in the UEFA Cup. So you know, he did really well. They finished sixth in 2005. That qualified them for the UEFA Cup. So. For all you know, we we make we make fun of him and everything else, call him all sorts of names. He he, he has a certain quality, um, you know. He always used to say, if his name was Aladice, then he'd have managed a bigger club. Well, he's got a chance at Leeds. You know, he's not going to get any more chances. He's sixty-eight. Uh, I think he's he's done, um, and uh, hopefully this will be his last appointment, and he'll take Leeds down. Yeah, guys. Um, if you're of a certain certain age, you will remember that Bolton team. I I certainly remember, like um, Kevin Davis. I think he had up front who was a violent battering yeah. ram of a, of a forward, and um, he 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 did a good job. But um, um, yeah. Uh, ju- just before we move on, very very briefly, Ray, why was it that he got the sack for England in the end? I, I I'm not sure. I remember. It was supposed to be a bungie. He said he could do stuff. Um. Um, I'm trying to remember the actual thing. He, he got caught on camera, um, and uh, that was the end of his. Uh, the Daily Telegraph did um, a sting on him. Oh, was that the the fake shake and the? Um, well, reporters they were posing as businessmen. Uh, they recorded him offering to get around the FA third party ownership rules, and uh, he agreed to a contract for four hundred thousand um, pounds. So. 
that after that investigation, he uh, he wasn't sacked. Uh, he resigned in a mutual agreement with the FA. Um, so he, I think there's lots of. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not going to say too much because uh, <laughs> don't want to be sued. Uh, <laughs> but there's lots of you know there's lots of um, uh, concerns. Let's say uh, by your average punter at some of the stuff that's gone on in his past. Yeah, I remember that that incident was famous because of the um, the old pint of wine. I've never I've never seen a pint of wine before, pint but I think what, was he drinking a pint of wine? Yeah, that's what he had oh, on his. That's, that's what he. That's what he had on his table when he was getting recorded. I remember that he, that much. That's classy, <laughs> classy. The guy's classy. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a look at the lineups, um, and uh, we'll go over to Bernard for this because this was very. Uh, hard to predict, uh, even 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 for the best of us. But um, seven changes. Here we go. We have Ederson, Rico Lewis, guys. Akanji Laporte gets a look in. Nathan Ake seems to be back and uh, seemed to, to be in decent shape. Although he got a bit of a knock later on. Gundogan, who we're going to talk about him and uh, how much he deserves a new contact contract. Uh, De Bruyne, uh, Mares. Foden, Alvarez, and Holland. Okay, Bernard, what did you think about that lineup? Um, did you like the look of it? Well, I was, I'm, I was thinking that obviously with no Rodri, uh, no Rodri in it, that uh, Gundo was going to play that sort of role with, with sort of Lewis helping him, with Lewis having the legs, and uh, I think it worked pretty well. Uh, in fairness, the game it, obviously again you've got to look at it and think, well, Phillips, you know, if Phillips isn't there, but I think he's wrote this. We've wrote this season off for Phillips, hasn't haven't we? As far as doing that's concerned, it, he's not bringing him in for that sort of role. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with uh, Gundo was superb in that sort of holding role against a pretty naff midfield from Leeds. In, in fairness, but it, it allowed Lewis to play that sort of stonesy role that Pep's been playing as well. So it's ideal. I, I thought that if he was going to play Rodri, you'd have a couple of guys roaming around that middle bit with Gundo and someone else. And obviously it turned out to be Lewis perhaps rather than John Stones, who it could have been. But uh, seven changes, seven changes to the last game, which is a hell of a lot, as we know. But certainly well, well capable. I mean, I, I got seven out of the 11 on, on the team, so I didn't do fantastically well anyway. But, uh, yeah, good to see Edison back. Um, obviously, some people thought they might give Ortega another go, but uh, I think Edison earned his keep today as well. So, pardon the pun. Yeah, uh, interesting. Certainly good enough to beat Leeds United. Let, let, let's be honest about it. It was... Uh, you know, uh, but uh, I, don't, I don't think there's anything too untoward, was there? I think there's five players on the bench that are probably going to start in the Bernabeu on, on Tuesday night. So uh, he kept them nice and rested. Only five. Well, let, let, let's let's go over to Ray. Ray, with uh, Real Madrid coming up, was that the sort of team that you were expecting to to be to be given their chance? Um, I expected him to make changes, not as many as seven. I don't like it when we make too many changes. There are certain players that needed a rest and certain players that I, I don't mind playing. I look at the, our defence. We've got Walker, Akanji, Stones, Diaz, Laporte and Rico Lewis and Aki. So we've got seven defenders. I don't mind whoever, whoever plays. Okay. Yes, Rico Lewis hasn't got the same experience as others, but I don't mind out of those seven whoever starts against Madrid, really. Uh, what, what I mean is we could. I, I still like to play as many of our better players as possible. If we're going to argue that Akanji, Diaz, and uh, Stones are our best three uh, defenders, as well as Aki, then maybe they should have started this game. Because if anybody, it's unlikely you're going to get two injuries. Okay, if someone gets injured, you still got Laporte, Rico Lewis, and Walker in the wings. But I, I don't want to play too, uh, rest too many players. I, I understand why we rested uh, Rodri. Needs a break. Uh, Bernardo, fair enough. Um, I was a bit surprised KDB started since he only got uh, come off, um, started training a couple of days ago. Um, and up from, look, I mean, the thing about KDB is he looked, he looked, he looked pretty fit as well, didn't he? He, he played his normal game. He didn't look as any sort of hangover yeah, from yeah, these yeah, niggles. Yeah. So obviously, Pep's got an eye on on the Real Madrid game. That's why he made seven changes. I'm sure we had a five or six players on the bench that you'd expect to play next game. You know, we had. Uh, Walker on the bench. We had Stones. Uh, we had uh, well, who weren't starting Stones and Diaz. 
Okay, that's three. Rodri makes four. Bernardo makes five. Grealish makes six. So I expect those six players to start um, on uh, with Haaland, with uh, ADB, and probably Gundogan. There's nine out of your 11. And Edison makes 10. So the last one's up for... I think right wing is up for grabs. Um, I'm not sure who'd get that. I'm not sure who deserves it, to be honest, at the moment. Uh, but I, I think it, you might end up finding Bernardo there. Um, with Gunduan and KDB in his attacking field. So Pep's thinking about that game. <coughs> Excuse me. I would have liked one or two more better players, uh, for want of a better word, um, so that we could... I always like the idea of getting 3-0 up, if you can, by within the first half or by 60 minutes, then you take players off. What happened today, we ended up with leaving most of the players on for most of the game because we were only 2-0 up and then only, two, you know, for the last few minutes, 2-1 up. So... A bit disappointed about that, but hey, you know, bottom line is from today, the bottom line is is to win the game, and that's it. Uh, performance doesn't really matter, winning the game does. Um, performance wasn't too bad, I don't think, and trying to avoid injuries. We got one with Aki, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Well, guys, that's um, uh, Fulham, West Ham, and Leeds safely dispatched. Here comes one of my favorite favorite parts of the pod bernard it's um it's where we go we we take a look at the um the lineup of the opposition and uh, we identify a player that ray back in his uh, old days wanted wanted <laughs> to sign football. for man city wanted football. to sign wanted to sign for man city um but he's not going to say that now let's take a look at them anyway so we had robles in goal christensen vober junior firpo Ailing, McKenney, Forshaw, Rocco, Harrison, Bamford, who, you know, that's an interesting player in my view. And then uh, Nonto, I think. Now, guys. Well, when you say interesting, do you mean crap? <laughs> well, well, he, he was he was being heralded as, as the new bright uh, young thing a few seasons ago. But, uh, Bernard, of that lineup, can you guess? Which one of their players was Ray championing a few seasons ago that we should have signed? Is it is it one that started the game? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's a defender. I'll give you that. He's last corner for two years. Firpo. No, no, no. It's Junior Junior Firpo, and I got the receipts back when uh, Ray was um, uh, in his um, Man City TV days. He was talking about Junior Firpo. As a potential Man City oh, signing, right, Ray. Yeah. I, was, I thought you said I was wrong. Sorry. I thought, I thought no, no, wrong. no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You were absolutely right, Ray. What have you got to say for yourself? This, this is becoming a recurrent theme, Ray. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What have I got? The kid was at Betis, Real Betis in Spain. Okay, he ended up at Barcelona for two seasons. So it wasn't crap. It was, it was a good. He's still not that old now. But I probably talked about him about four years ago when he was. Uh, about 22 years old, and I thought, Yeah, I've, I've got the pod. <laughs> I've got some, he's, look, he's got some potential. He plays mostly at left back, he can play at centre back, he can play at right back, so he can play all across the defence. Okay, he's six foot tall, you know, one meter 84 in new money, uh, and uh, he had a, a decent career at Betis before going to Barcelona. So I don't think he was, he certainly went rubbish. I mean, Barcelona signed him on a five year contract. One of the reasons he left Barcelona is because Barcelona are piss poor. Okay, they've messed up with their um, contracts and the finances. They're an absolute mess. They had to let people go. And he was one of the players they let go at the end of 2021. So he's not rubbish, but let's be honest, you're thrown into a team like Leeds. Come on. You know, um, he, he's not. <laughs> no, but Lee's a rubbish. But look, Barcelona still were disappointed to let him go. They sold him and they had a 20% sell on clause. So basically, on, not, not on profit, on whatever he was sold for, they would get 20% of that. So they obviously thought he had something about him. So I, you know, he's an international. I, I'm not going to knock him for that. Um, so I haven't seen that much of him this season, but you're talking, you're bringing up something that I, I talked about four years ago. Um, and yeah, I, we I, love it. We love it. We love we, we love screwing with you, Ray. 
Well, you're not screwing with me because going back four years ago, the guy had potentially, as I said, 22 years old. He had a lot of good attributes, and Barcelona saw that potential and bought him. So mm -hmm. uh, I stand by, and and so and so you should. Uh, I stand by my record. No, just kidding, Ray. Just kidding. We're just enjoying it. We're 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 just enjoying it because every time we every every time we come up against them. Um, um, lower level opposition. There's normally one player in there that that, uh, that you that you championed. I picked these players years ago. So Pedro Porro is at Spurs. Okay, I picked him a, a couple of years ago as a potential option for City. So I, you know, you you look at these players years and years later. People, you know, well, you know, maybe he did, someone didn't make it, but they were they were a good um, uh, kid. At the time, you know, so um, I'm quite yeah, all right, all right. Well, well listen, we're, we're, Ray, we're 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 just having a wee bit of fun. But anyway, uh, listen, team. guys, <laughs> uh, listen. Um, uh, interesting situation for Ray Bernard because it was Junior Firpo that got um, when City finally broke through in the nineteenth minute. It was Firpo, Firpo, I think who got done up like a kipper by Riyad Mahrez, another one of Ray's favourite uh, players. And uh, that um, sparked uh, the goal for Gundogan. Now, um, Bernard, let me ask you this question. One one thing that was on social media um, was a huge um, uh, interest in signing uh, Gundo for another year or two. Um, what do you reckon about that? It, it, is Do you class Gundogan, um, you know, in the same way that Bernardo and uh, Laporte are likely to leave, or do you think we can tie him down? Well, surely, surely he would have signed by now if he was staying. I'm just, I just think it's, uh, I think it would have happened by now. Uh, I don't know if Ray agrees with that. I think if he, if he was staying, I think... Obviously, it's you know perhaps he's got something lined up. Perhaps he hasn't, but I'm I'm afraid for me uh, he's on his way. Uh, I can't see him staying if he's not signed his contract by now, unless there's a, a late change of heart. But you you're not going to plan something and then decide it in a, in a couple of weeks. He's, I think he's got his thoughts are elsewhere. Perhaps he's got something in mind. I'm not too sure, but uh, yeah, I, I don't personally think he'll be staying. I think it's getting a bit a bit late in the day for that to happen. Uh, I don't know if Ray agrees. I think 60% chance that he's leaving. Mm. Um, I don't think it's a chance for him to say I, th I think the club will offer him a new contract. I think they should. Um, and I've, a lot of things are up in the air. It all depends on things like what's happening with Bernardo? Is he going? Mm. What's happening with Jude Bellingham? Is he coming? So the you know, word on the street is that he's going to Real Madrid. Pa some of the word on the street, apparently someone said it came from Dortmund who, who've leaked that about the Madrid, so that City come back and offer more money. So they're just trying to squeeze, squeeze City for some more money. There's lots of stuff going on. So um, uh, lots of uh, smoke and uh, mirrors. Um, you can't believe really what most of what you you, you you read, apart from that he's not going to Liverpool. <laughs> but um, so there's lots of things that are up in the air. Personally, I would like Gundogan to get a new, a new deal. If he, it might be that City just offer him a year. He wants two years or three years. It's only 32 at the moment. The way he's playing, I said even if we got Jude Bellingham, I'd want him to stay. Even if we got Jude Bellingham, I'd want Bernardo to stay. And from a selfish point of view, I want them to have an extra season at City to help Jude settle in and to get, help make up the numbers a little bit. But if he wants to go, he wants to go. You know, the thing, the thing is as well, his injury record's been excellent, hasn't it? Since obviously yeah. the early days, of course, yeah, where he had trouble. trouble. But he's he's, yeah. he's reliable. He's reliable. He don't, you know, we've got the problem with Aki again today, but Gundo's reliable on that on that score as well. The other thing is, guys, do you do you, do you remember the early days when we when we were sorry? I've got to say this about Gundogan. He, the rumor was that he was going to go to Barcelona, but well, Barcelona still got problems. Financially, they they can't, they're struggling to afford Messi. Um, he Messi wants to go back. He's had a chat with Xavi about it, about going back to Barcelona. Barcelona's struggling with the money. So if they're struggling with the money on the it's the wages they're struggling with for him. How are they going to pay Gundogan? Messi's their number one target. So maybe Gundogan's kept his uh, options open because where else can Gundogan go? Anywhere else he goes is a downward step. Anywhere else, um, he was the first signing from uh, when Pep arrived. When, even when he was injured, so there's a you know maybe he's just kept his options open and um, 
Now, it makes me more hopeful that he will stay, and I want him to stay because he's, he's still a bloody good player. Well, let's hope he does. Guys, um, you will remember that we were roundly mocked for signing him as Pep's first signing because they all told us, well, this guy's broken his back. There's no way that we're, we're going to be able to um, justify that. But he's been a fantastic servant. I certainly agree with the guys that he should be offered a, a new contract. But we'll have to wait and see. But um, anyway, uh, guys, he did score the first goal. It was it was Riyad Mahrez, Ray, who um, uh, took the pass, uh, took on Firpo and, and beat him very, very easily and spotted uh, Gundogan on the edge of the penalty area. Uh, Bernard, that was a great goal. Well, we know he passes him into the goal, doesn't he? This is this is one of his attributes. Sometimes we want him to put his foot through it, but things like that, you know, you've got the goal, he just didn't move. I don't think the goal, well, we'll talk about the second one, but the goal just didn't move. He didn't expect it. It's a sort of box full of players, which there will be. they got plenty of players back. Mahrez did very, very well to find that little bit of space to, to pass it back to him, but... That's what Gundo did. He just literally passed it into the net. And, of course, the goalie, right, and I think, what, a couple of inches from the post? Uh, you're not going to get, you know, uh, any better than that. And and that's what he's very, very... Sometimes he does that when you don't want him to do that. You want him to put a bit more pace on it. But that was absolutely ideal and a, a superb goal. And it, it, from behind, it was... Got, it obviously, as soon as it left his boot, it was in all the way. Ray, is your admiration for Riyad Mahrez growing game by game? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. No, I, I, I want, I want more. I always want more from. You're like players. Liam Gallagher. I want more. I want more. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I want more from uh, my players. I, I want him to be consistent, same as Jack. I want them to be consistent. I don't want two or three good games and then throw in a couple of duff ones. You know, I want that consistent high level of performance all, all the time. So um, it did all right today. You know, night, night special. Night special, Bernard. Ten minutes later, it was Riyad Mahrez who set up Gundogan for another goal. Is Ray being a bit of a curmudgeon here about Mahrez? Bernard, what do you think? No, to be honest with you, Mahrez hasn't got the two assists. I am struggling to to think what impact. But does that matter? Does that matter? It's like Ireland, isn't it? Is it? If Ireland gets a couple of goals and he's absolutely rubbish, which he has been sometimes, it's fine. So if, if Mahrez is sort of bang average, which he was, he got that ball on the wing, he, he, he didn't do any fantastic curlers into the box or anything like that. They were just simple passes found. Oh, him my and gosh, him, guys. Him and were <laughs> on the right wavelength and he has to put that pass in. But... If we take out the fact that uh, he had two assists, uh, like some other City players today, it, it wasn't brilliant. I mean, we'll talk about Phil Foden, Ray's mentioned him off air. You know, they, they weren't brilliant performances. Uh, they were good enough. Phil Foden did a couple of things, you know, one to earn as a penalty, etc. But, yeah, uh, I, I agree with Ray on, on Mares, but I, I'm not going to, you know, if he gets two assists and he has a rubbish game, I'll take, I'll take that all the time, I'll take it all day long. Yeah, Ray, I think in previous pods you'd said that sometimes uh, Gundogan doesn't, you know, take a breath before um, sizing up the situation, but he stuck this in the other corner this time. It was quite nice, that, Ray. Well, I actually think, did I say he doesn't take a breath? I thought he does take a breath. I thought he's he sometimes... No, I, I, I think what you said was, you know, in the last game where he skied it over the bar and you were thinking, well, sometimes... You know, maybe he should, um, you know, take stock. Well, um, but he, yeah, the ones he scores, he tends to be very deliberate. Mm. He tends to place them, as, as Bernard has already said, he's very deliberate with his play. And, and you know, those are the ones that I like. And he's 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 always there, getting in late into the box as well. Uh, and um, look, you, you whatever you say, what you like about Gundogan, and if people are not happy with him or whatever, without him. Last season, we won, it, won the league, so he, he did the business, and uh, we're, we are we will be forever in his debt. Uh, Bernard, um, everyone was thinking that uh, maybe this is going to go on and, and become a very high-scoring game. It it didn't turn out like that, but certainly after that goal, you saw the hunger of Alvarez and Phil Foden, and um, I, yeah, I'm just. Wondering, uh, Bernard, what you think about Phil Foden 
uh, at the moment, how he's playing and whether you reckon he gets a chance in that game against Real Madrid. Well, it was his first full game, wasn't it, after his appendix? Um, and I think we, we hinted at it. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was. He worked hard, but there's no real flashes of genius, if you like, that we like to see from Phil. I mean, that, I remember that thing in the first half, even before, before the first goal. Was it? I think. I think the ball bounced to him, and him and Ireland were like waiting for each other to do something with it. Now someone's got to take responsibility, and Foden was favourite to get to that ball. It was about ten minutes in, something like that, uh, up our end. And he sort of waited for that, you know. And I, I don't want, I want my, I want these players to be selfish. We'll talk about the penalty incident. I want, I want Phil Foden to be selfish and go and go and get it, go and put it in. Because by the time Ireland had got to it, it gone out for a goal kick. It was absolutely, it was comical. It was key, Keystone Cop stuff, which a couple of Harlan's things today were a bit. He was our big lummox today, rather than the, the Nordic meat shield, unfortunately. But Foden, Foden's, it was his first game back, so I'm not going to have too much of a down running. But again, um, yeah, apart from winning the penalty, you'd be hard pushed to say, yes, that was brilliant, or that was super, or that was excellent. It, it, just, it was just part of a City eleven that managed to, to, to scrape a win when really we should have put it out of sight. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll forget Foden because it was his first game back after a little while. I, so. I agree with Bernard. I mean, Foden's yeah. been unlucky that he had that ankle injury. He had an operation, I think. Then he had appendicitis, so he's missed basically the last month. Uh, as Bernard said, it's his first game back. He, he didn't do much for me. Uh, what excites me about Foden is when he's direct. He's running at players. He's taking them on, putting in good crosses. And most of the time today, he was just passing it backwards. That was disappointing. But, you know, um, give him a couple more games uh, and uh, hopefully he'll be back. Yeah, it might but be guys, too early for Real Madrid. It might be too early for Real Madrid, obviously. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. Guys, um, for the rest of that half, it was absolute total domination by Man City. And we got signs of things to come, Ray, because, you know, um, we got a little hint of it before the halftime whistle, but it seemed to be a competition between Erling Haaland and the crossbar. And um, <laughs> it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't to be his day-to-day, -day, Ray. No, he had two good, really good chances in the first half. Uh, I think there was one that he headed against Crossbow. That was off. He, um, it was offside from Laporte. We had a free kick. Laporte was offside uh, when he went forward, and then he, he crossed it in. And Harlan, uh, very close, uh, he didn't have much time. And he headed against the bar, but it was offside anyway. But he had two misses, which uh, honestly should have scored at least one of them, if not both. But definitely at least one out of the two. And went into the second half. He had another miss, and that that was the story of the day. He had uh, he had that miss, and then obviously the the, the biggest talking point, I guess, was the was the penalty that uh, Bernard's already said that Phil Foden won, um, and uh, Gundogan had two goals. Now I, I was think I was thinking as I was watching this, um, once Gundogan had, had scored two goals, I thought if we get a penalty, who's going to take the penalty? And I was thinking to myself, well, I want Haaland to take it. You know, you don't bring sentiment into it. Uh, look, if we were three nil up, no problem. Right? If we're three nil up, um, you know, Harlan give it to Gundogan. I have no problem with that. But when you're two nil up, it's too it's too close, and uh, and Pet was absolutely livid. He he was pointing at Harlan and shouting at him. You know, uh, you have to take it. You have to take it. Gundogan hit the post, unlucky and all that, but he hit the post, um, and then. I think we let our guard down. And it happens. I think it can happen. If you think back to last season's Champions League fight, uh, semi-final against Madrid, Jack really should have scored. And he didn't. And Madrid went down the other end. We let our guard down because we were disappointed a little bit. But we thought, hey, it doesn't matter. We're going through. And they scored. And it's exactly this. I actually think if Haaland had taken the penalty and missed, we'd have, had, we'd have been more focused the rest of the game. Because because of the sentiment, the, the sentimentality rubbish, um, uh, Gundogan potentially scoring his ever senior hat trick, I think we switched off a little bit. The disappointment was even greater, and they scored. And then it was squeaky bum time for the last six minutes plus injury time. Yeah, Bernard. Um, one thing that um, we didn't mention, or at least so far, was that Nathan Ake was replaced by. Kyle Walker, I was just, I'm wanting to ask you guys, um, 
you know, as as you saw that, did, 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 did that look like a serious injury or just a strain? Uh, I'll, I'll ask Bernard, and, and if Bernard didn't see it very clearly, we'll go to Ray. He was just sat down, wasn't he? I mean, he just sat down on the pitch. He obviously something's gone. Uh, I don't. I've not yep. heard anything as 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 the journals asked Pep about it or anything like that after the game. Rage, you know? No, I've not seen any interviews. But um, what I think, I think what I heard that it was his hamstring. Uh, I'm just looking to see if there's any uh, news out there at the moment. But I can't uh, on Twitter or anything. Um, all it, it, I'm reading in the newspapers. That is injured. Did no one's obviously knows why. Now, at the time, the commentator said it was a hamstring injury. Um, now, um, which is why he's just come back from, obviously. Yeah. So he had a hamstring injury um, in against was it against Dortmund? No, against Bayern Munich. Um, so they don't know. What, but my feeling is okay. My feeling is that. If it was a serious injury, obviously you've got a wide range of injuries here. If it was a serious tear, he'd have been in a lot more pain. Mm. He'd been wincing, he'd have been upset because a serious injury, you're looking at potentially two months, three months. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's his season gone. If it's a minor injury, a, 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 you know, level one or whatever, it might be two to three weeks. And my hope is that it's new? It's it's the former because of his reaction. Now, well, I haven't watched it again. I watched it on Match of the Day tonight, uh, and to see exactly what his reaction was. I only saw it briefly at the time. But my feeling is it's going to be. A, a, hopefully, he'll be back for either Brighton or Brentford game at the end of the season, which gives him a chance to be in the FA Cup final. And if we're there in the Champions League final, so I'm not writing off his season. But if it was a nasty tear. His season's gone because he's only got basically five weeks left and he'd need at least four or five weeks to get recovered and then to start training again. So I'm hopeful it's a it's a three-week job. Well, guys, um, uh, obviously the lads have talked about uh, the missed penalty uh, by uh, Gundogan. And, of course, uh, Ray is absolutely right. Pep was absolutely effing fuming about that uh that they were not following his instructions they're, they're absolutely wouldn't would not like to be in that changing room after that game C- certainly wouldn't like to be gunduan because he's going to get a strip torn off him for that yeah, and, and, but, not just gunduan it'll be um, uh, Haaland as well because pep was shouting to him you have to take it you have to take it um yeah yeah you know, i'm i'm just hopeful very briefly on this that they both get an absolute bollocking and then you move on quickly. You can't let this fester. Someone asked me tonight, mm. will Harlem, will, will the Gundogan be dropped for the next game? And I said, I hope not, because that sends out a, a bad message. Um, you know, I, I hope they get the rollicking they deserve and we move on quickly because you can't dwell on it. You've got to look I think Pep has to share some of the blame for this because he leaves it to these guys yeah. and he, he's the manager. He has a captain on the pitch as well. I mean, obviously, it was it Gundo today, I assume, was the captain because he's obviously yeah, played the yeah, full yeah. game. But Pep leaves himself open to this because we know he's in interviews he's saying he's leaving up to the guys on the pitch. You're telling me uh, Harlan obviously did it for sentimentality, but he did it so he could get his hat trick because uh, Pep has said if someone's not confident of taking a penalty, that's quite right. They might pass the book on to someone else. Yeah. So, But it wasn't a case of that with Harland. He was, it was as confident as he ever's going to be. I mean, you know, it, it's not sentimentality, but it's wrong. It's you know, And Pep is open to blame as well because he lets the players get away with this. And this, this all comes down... You know, me and my lad were talking about the Real Madrid game last year with the, the, the second leg game management. You know, where you're getting you're getting at the crux of the season now. People have got to start making harsh decisions and and and, and decisions for the team. And, and it, today it was just higgledy piggledy again. It was just just fanning about making a. You know, it's a crucial decision. It's all right. It's two 0 against Leeds. Leeds have done absolutely nothing. But like Ray said, the fact that we missed it and and, the, and Gundo missed it, it did affect the next. Couple of minutes. It affected affect the game management. It affected the minds of the players, and that's where we cocked up in Real Madrid last year. We should never ever have, uh, you know, we should have been taking that ball into the corner, and God knows what the last five minutes in Madrid when we were winning one nil. 
It just mm-hmm. didn't happen. And and this today, all right, we, we did it today, obviously, once once Leeds got the goal. Yes, we, we took it over to the corner, but it, it wasn't fun to watch because we shouldn't be in that position. We shouldn't have been put in that position. And it's all to do... Pep's just as much to blame, you know. He should, he needs a bollocking as well. Never mind, never mind Gundo and Ireland. But they've got to, they've got to make these big decisions. We've got a captain on the pitch. He's got, he's got to say to Ireland, "No, you're taking it, mate." I, I, you know, it would be nice for me to get three goals, of course it would. But you're, you're the penalty taker. Simple as take it. And someone, someone's got to step up. And we've got some bloody big games coming up. And I want to see a little bit more uh, attitude, a little bit more, you know, forcefulness. And this is why. I don't like uh, Gundo as a captain. Like, as a club captain, fair enough. But on the pitch, I want someone telling, ordering people what to do. And we didn't have that today. And Pep can only blame himself because he should be telling them who's doing it. But he's, he's, he said in the past, he leaves it to the players on the pitch. So he's just as much to blame. But uh, we've got some big games coming up. And I, I want to see the players step up a little bit more than they have been doing. Oh my gosh, Ray! I, I can, I can, I can almost predict um, some of the comments that are going to come out about this particular pod, where we're accused of being a wee bit negative. But, but Ray, after we want to, um, win. We want to be, we're winners. We want to be winners, and that that today wasn't the, the mindset of, of winners. As I said, if you're three nil up, no problem. You know, you're three nil up with less than ten minutes to go, no problem. Okay, but 2 0 is too close for comfort. The bottom line is we won the game, but it was poor game management. And it's margins, it's these fine margins that dictate who wins and loses. Fine margins. Well, guys, well, guys um, after uh, the, the missed penalty, uh, Bernard um, Leeds scored. It was a terrible defensive header out, and uh, we got what we deserved, I think. Uh, it was an uncomfortable. Uh, end to the game for me. How was it for you? Unnecessary. It was just un- totally unnecessary. Um, obviously, I think Akanji's probably going to get yeah. stickies. Yeah, so he missed. He yeah, totally yeah. missed it. But did, did Lewis do something a bit half-hearted uh, in the meet? Uh, it was Akanji's fault. Yeah, I know. I know Akanji, but before the ball got to him, the, obviously the Leeds guy wanted it more. He headed it on, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. he? He wanted it. He wanted. To, he wanted to win the ball. He won the ball easily, and obviously Akanji committed himself and. Uh, obviously, people have been waiting for a candy to make these sort of errors to jump on him. That's what we've been waiting for all season because, oh, we told you so. You know, obviously, he's played the 30 odd, 40 odd games or whatever, and that we'll get all the told you souls. But uh, let's hope he's got that out of his system now and because uh, he'll certainly be playing in Madrid, I would have thought, on Tuesday night. So, yeah. but yeah, it, it was poor. Um, Edison, no chance. Edison had a great game. I thought Edison played very, very well today. Uh, very confident considering. You know, most people say he was dropped for the last game, which, uh, on reflection, possibly, possibly was given a kick up the arse, wasn't he? Let's be straight about it. And I thought he played very, very well today. So it's a shame he couldn't keep a clean sheet. I'm not going to blame him for that goal because I thought he generally played very well during the game, distribution-wise, confidence-wise, a couple of OK saves. The header wasn't the, the was that mm. the downward header, which, all right, if it had been another yard or two either way, he's not getting to it, but uh, he, he did enough to keep it out so yeah uh, unfortunate just as sad you know as I said Big Sam had a big smile on his face and quite right you know he's, he's got something to hang his hat on and he's earned, earned part of his half a million quid <laughs> yeah Ray Aderson did have a, a good game a very very solid competent game I hope that that um, sticks with him for the game against uh, Real Madrid um, guys um just before we're we're coming to the end now, and and just before we um we uh, move on to other results that we can chat about a little bit, um, any other comments, Ray? Do you think that we've um we've said everything that needs to be said about this yeah, game? We said everything about this game has been said. Tom- uh, tomorrow's game between Newcastle and Leeds, uh, sorry, Newcastle and Arsenal. I think. Oh man. Um, you know that game. If Newcastle, uh, if if Arsenal drop any points tomorrow. Whether it's a draw or the draw is as good as a loss because our goal difference at the moment is plus sixteen. Arsenal are not going to yeah. sixteen. So if they drop points tomorrow, we need two wins. That's it. We need to basically. I think if we can beat Everton next weekend, we can win the title against um, Chelsea. Chelsea the week after. We don't have to worry about Brighton. We don't have to worry about Brentford, which is good because <laughs> they could both turn us over. Um, and 
you know, so yeah, I think you know um, that's good. I mean, uh, and talking about other results, Liverpool are getting close to getting into the Champions League, but the the one point behind United, two points, three points behind Newcastle, but uh, Newcastle and, and Manchester United have got two games in hand. So, it, but it's not all over. I mean, Newcastle playing Arsenal tomorrow, they could go, go and get beat. Liverpool can sneak in the top four, which is another reason I want Arsenal to go. Sorry, Newcastle to go out for the win against Arsenal. They get that win, they've got one foot in the Champions League because Liverpool can only get to 71 points. And Newcastle, if they win tomorrow, will be on 68. The goal difference is miles better than Liverpool's. They'll need one win out of the remaining four games to be in the Champions League. Um, so, come on, Newcastle! Yeah, Bernard, um, it is a very, very rare occasion when I will, um, you know, watch... Um, uh, games that are not Man City, but I'm going to watch that game tomorrow. The Newcastle Arsenal one, because Newcastle are in such great form. Are you going to watch that, Bernard, too? Probably not. Uh, no? <laughs> I'll, I'll probably have other things to do. I've uh, got a lot to do tomorrow, oh, but uh, uh, I'll be cheering. Cheer, in my heart, I'll be cheering Newcastle on. And as I say, uh, as Ray said, even a draw's not bad. Uh, but uh, hey, all credit to Arsenal. If, if Arsenal goes to Newcastle tomorrow and beat him, all credit to him. Uh, showing a bit of fight, and of course, Everton away is never, never used to be easy. It's got a bit easier over the years, but uh, we're still uh, obviously we'll start not panicking, but we'll start uh, thinking, oh, that's a big game again. But we got let's get Real Madrid out of the way first, eh? Let's let's worry about let's hope for a Newcastle win, and then we'll sort are going, Real, are you going to Real out first. Are you going to Everton? No, mate, no, no. I've, I've, I was hoping to get a Brighton ticket, but I think I've been let down on that one. I was hoping to get to that one, which could have been a title clinching game as well, couldn't yeah. it? But uh, I've missed out on that by the looks. I, I might end up going to no more league games this season. But look at my schedule for work and stuff. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. Got me tickets. Well, well ho hopefully, hopefully, of course, I'll be Chelsea game. Hopefully, obviously, Wembley game, and hopefully, uh, uh, Turkey. But again, who, who knows uh, what the allocations if we get there and points and God knows what. Yeah, yeah, we'll wait. No, we'll, we'll wait. Yeah, what about you, Ray? Will you be watching the game Newcastle against Arsenal, or or will you just yeah, have it? Or, or will no, you just have it on your background? I, I, no, no, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll be paying keen attention if Arsenal go to nil up. I won't be paying keen attention. <laughs> it works. It works. Um, I, no, I'll get my errands done in the morning. Take the missus wherever she wants to go with the kids. It's the hope that kills you. You see, I don't yeah. like watching it again. I don't mind watching City and accept it, but I, I hate watching other teams playing. I'm hoping that they do certain things. Yeah. It, it's uh, really I'll, I'll try and horrible, watch it. Horrible. But, no, all right, lads. Oh, all right. Let, let's talk about. Let, let's finish off by talking about what's up next for City, and it's a game in Spain against Real Madrid. And um, oh my gosh, uh, we really, really, really want to give them uh, a, a, a big dose of, of of revenge. How do you see that playing out, Ray? Um, I hope we win. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we go out and uh, no look. Um, we're a better team than Real Madrid. Everybody knows that we're the best team in the world right now, um, and it, I just hope that we do what we do. But obviously, you've got to remember that Real Madrid, even though they're struggling in in, in Spain in the Spanish league, they they're still pulling out all the stops and winning and doing well in the Champions League. So, got to give them credit. Um, they know how to win this competition. They know how to do it. Uh, so we're a better, we're a better side as long as men mentally we're up to it. And that's it. If we can cope with what happened last year, and I think we will, we'll be as I said, small margins. Mentally, we'll be better prepared for this. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, that's another reason the Leeds performance wasn't as spot on today. You know, Harlan missing. I mean, it's a shame that Harlan missed because it's going to be in his mind now for the next game. Uh, it's going to be in his mind. It's going to be. It's going to be in his mind now. And um, uh, but I hopefully he'll get a chance, get a goal early. We win the game two two nil, and everybody's happy. Yeah, Bernard. I think um, a lot of City fans are very excited because I think we know we know that if we can just get past Real Madrid, we'll do both of those Milan teams easily. Um, <laughs> One game at so, a time, um, mate. Yeah, well, no, I mean, <laughs> we, can, we can do both those Milan teams. At the same time, I mean, we are. <laughs> I know, 
Yeah. That's like, why the, the, the only thing Bernard is the only thing is this out. Real Madrid game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're away first at the end of the day. It's always a bit more tentative, isn't it? Certainly for the home team as well, because you don't quite go for it, do you? As you would do in the in the sort of second leg, but. Of course, we have to put that behind us last year, and that was that was very depressing. As I said, we talked about it. It was it was it was awful. And let's let's get some revenge, at least a draw. But let's get get a victory um, and bring that back to our place. Well, guys, I, I'm just going to finish off with a, a little bit of a plug. Uh, my friend uh, Simon Curtis has written a book called City in Europe, and I just feel there's one chapter missing. And I, I, you know, I I think that Simon uh, should have held off maybe a couple of uh, more months before that he published this. It's an absolutely sensational read, guys. You yeah. will love, you will love it. But maybe um, three months he has a second edition. <laughs> yeah, you'll he, he'll, he'll have to do a second edition. But guys, if, if you can, uh, if you can find that book, uh, City in Europe by, by Cy, uh, definitely get it because there are so many, tiny little vignette stories about the, the stuff that the players got up to um, that, that will shock you actually in, in some in, in some cases but it's a wonderful book guys thank you so much for listening to us um, we will definitely definitely be right back with you after the game against Real Madrid let's have some final thoughts first of all you have been listening to Ray Bubbles Ray, how are you doing? What What have you got to say? No, I'm, I'm just saying we we take a lot of positivity going forward. The season's nearly over. We have, uh, uh, you know, we need not many games left in the league. Uh, we could win it. Uh, you know, uh, only two more games: Champions League, FA Cup. It's going to be very exciting the last few weeks. Yep. And guys, you've been listening to Bernard Janine. Bernard has got some fantastic channels on YouTube. Uh, movie reviews as well as uh, city history and of course he stays up to date with uh, everything that happens uh, game to game uh, so Bernard final thoughts from you before we finish yeah. off yeah we've got lots to look forward to as City fans haven't we of course we have and we're still in it we're still in it to win it and that's all we can ever ask at this stage of a season and uh, let's keep behind the boys fantastic lads okay well that was great I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and uh, we'll be back with you after the game against Real Madrid. And you can be sure that uh, Ray and uh, Bernard will be with me. So we'll finish off, guys, in the normal way, uh, as always, by saying, have one on us and up the blues. Up the blues.